Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. position to do so, grab your Bible and turn with me, if you would, to Mark chapter 4. Amen. Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. Amen. So cool. I love the the Bible. Amen. Love it. If you're using the YouVersion app uh, this morning, you can go to the YouVersion app and click on that live event there in the more section than events, and uh, just follow right along with us there. And uh, again, we'd love to have you do that. You can save that, share that if you're uh, using that app today. But Mark chapter 4, when you've got it, say amen. amen. Let's proceed. Verse 35 is where we'll read, and it says this. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Jesus said that. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat, and as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he, Jesus, was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. I just always read that that way because I just think that is just so cool, man. All this stuff's going on. Chaos is happening. And Jesus asleep on a pillow. <laughs> hey, man, that is, I just love that. That's just so cool. And they woke him up. You know, he's, man, don't you hate being woke up, man? And they woke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Even the wind and the sea obey him. Let's pray and talk to him today. Father, we just come to you in the name of Jesus. We pray to you, Lord, and we just declare that today in this room, Lord, your peace is released in this place and in our hearts in the name of Jesus. Would you say it with me? Amen. 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 We're in a series right now called His Name Is. Amen. His Name Is. And I love it. We have been learning more and more and more about God, about who he is. Uh, you heard it earlier, man, our, our, our desire around here, our heart is to make Jesus known. And so we want to get to know him. We want to know more about him. And so there are so many just things that we will find in Scripture that are declarations and descriptions of who he is. And so like last week, for example, we learned that his name is love. And so we've, we saw in that, in that series that that his name is love, and love is something that today we must be given to us. And so it is just simply, again, not something that can be earned, but love is something that is given. And so Jesus gave that to us. He approved of us, as we were singing about. He loves us. And so love is something that is given. 
Uh, love is also something that is demonstrated. And so, again, it's not just lip service, not just something you say, but it is, again, actions that will show, again, the intent of the heart. And so, again, I love that love is demonstrated. The Bible says that he demonstrated his love for us, again, by going to the cross for our sins. And finally, we learn that love is something that must be received. Amen. Yeah, how I many knows like you can love someone with all your heart? You can love someone so passionately, and you're like trying to get them. Some of you guys may be trying to do this, man. You're like trying to let them know that, baby, you will never be able to. Come on, you better receive it. Amen. Well, today I want to find another picture of who Jesus is in the Bible. And so today we're going to learn that his name is peace. Come on. Amen. And I like this. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. That's a prophetic word fulfilled through Jesus when he came to this earth. And the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Amen. I like they saved just the best for last, right? The last for best. And so this, again, this today, again, is another name of Jesus. It's another picture of who he is. And so I, as I was preparing for this series, and again, just trying to get in tune with God, peace was not actually one of the things that I was going to teach on during this series. Uh, it's who he is. It's clear. The Bible shows us that. But it was not one of the things I was going to kind of teach. But uh, it, we hit this kind of briefly in our warfare series on the gospel of shoes of peace. And so I was like, Lord, I, we, we can go back and listen to that on live stream, whatever. No, but no, I was like, I, he kept telling me, you need to preach this message. And again, something again, different that he's put on my heart for this. And it was wild. I was like trying to like say, God, I don't know if I'm hearing you. What is it exactly you want me to speak? And he kept saying, my name's peace. You better tell him. And it was just like so clear, but it was wild. The conversations that I had this week became confirmation that I was okay. I was on point with where he would have us to be. Because, man, it is one of the things that I know, and I know some of the things that some of you are facing right now, some of the things that you may be going through. And how many knows we could use some more peace? Come on, amen. If you can use some more peace, this is you in the right place today. So I just love it. I love the Bible is clear on this subject. And again, it's something that we could all use more of. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says this, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. I don't know what kind of peace you're looking for. I'm looking for the kind that doesn't make sense. Come on, it doesn't even make sense. And he says, this is the peace that's available for us. It surpasses our understanding. And I have physically been able to watch God do this over and over and over in the situations and the lives of people. I've been right beside people by, I mean, when they have faced some of the most difficult tragedies of life, have gone through horrifying, terrifying situations. And it's in those moments I have watched God just bring a peace into that place that does not even make sense. And I'm like, that's what he's talking about. That's what he's speaking of when he says, I man, it's a peace that surpasses all of our understanding. Because listen, this is the God we serve. He has a peace, man, that surpasses everything that we can comprehend in our minds. How many knows? listen, God doesn't have to have a meeting to bless you. 
Come on, he doesn't have to call the angels together, have a board meeting, and, say, and somehow get approval to bless you. Listen, it is just a God that we have who loves us so much, who just pours out and makes available for us a peace that doesn't even make sense. And so again today, that's what I'm looking for. And that's what I believe God has for us today. Now, I want to do this. I want to give you a few things. This story, just by itself, is incredible. Dude, this story is awesome. And, and uh, there are like a lot of takeaways from what we've just read in those few verses a day that we can learn from. But I want to give you a few. And these are in your notes. They'll be on the screen. And if you, I always encourage you to write it down, to have this with you, save it. But these are a few things God gave me. And number one is this. I love that we can take this away from this story. Amen. This is something that we can see here is that Jesus will do what he says he will do. Come on, amen. He will do what he said he will do. This is what he said. This is red letter. Jesus said, let us cross over to the other side. All right, that was his words. And so listen, I think sometimes we miss just the little things that that Jesus says. I think sometimes we can just kind of overlook just so small things, just kind of waiting on this big word. How many of those guys are always going to come at you and say to you like, thou sayest unto theest. That's King James for y'all didn't know that. It was a, but it's like, he's not always going to speak. He just said this. This is what Jesus says, red letter. He said this. He said, let us cross over to the other side. So a simple wording that he said meant this, that this is where we are right now. That's where we're going. All right? So let us cross over from here to there. So that, this is what they should have done. Like, bro, this is what's going to happen before the end of the day. This is going to take place. We're going to be here right now, but we're going to end up over there. Regardless of what happens in between, regardless of what I'm facing, whatever happens, I'm going to trust what Jesus said. And because of what Jesus said, it means that because right right now, this is where I am. I'm going to end up there because he said it this way. Let's cross over to the other side. He didn't just say this. Let us just go for a little boat ride. Now, hold on. Because listen, if he just said, let us go for a boat ride, didn't a boat ride happen? Then the storm came. You're like, he's already done what we said we was going to do, so I don't know what's going to happen. I may worry about what's about to take place. No, no, no. He said it this way. Let us cross over. So listen, no matter what has happened, if they hadn't got there yet, Jesus is still going to do what he said he will do. I love it. Mark 24, 35 says it this way. Jesus speaking red letter. Man, a lot of red letters today. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. We have to see this, man, that if he says that it comes to pass, if his word is spoken over a situation in our life, we can trust it. We can trust him at his word. And it all, dep- it all depends, listen, how we respond to what Jesus says. This is why we're doing a study right now on Wednesday nights. And on our Wednesday nights, we have a Bible study, man, here in our adults. Man, our youth and kids are, have, man, they're going after Jesus. But we, our adults gather, and man, it's real cool, man. We, I bring the, the, the stand off the stage and no microphones, and we just share, and we just read the Bible, and we discuss and talk. Man, it is incredible. And what we're doing right now is the book of Luke. We just started this a couple of weeks ago. And in the book of Luke, already we have seen just two examples of what this is speaking about. In in the book of Luke, in chapter one, you had this, you had a messenger bringing a message from God to man. And it's wild, man. Usually the messages that come from God like that to man, they can sometimes be things that are like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's tough for me. That's wild. How's that going to happen? But here's the word. If he says it, 
He'll do what he said he will do. And so this is why we see it in the book of Luke chapter 1. You can go read this if you haven't been with us, and I encourage you to do it. It's cool because you will see where the messenger came to Zacharias. First of all, Zacharias is in church. In the temple, the messenger comes to him, tells him, you're going to have a child, that your wife is going to have a child. And listen, they were up in age, she was up in age, have not been able to have children. And said, you're going to have a child, was telling him that you're about to have uh, into your lineage, John the Baptist. The one who prepared the way of the Lord. And man, this is what he does. When he says this to him, he's like, bro, you don't know, man, we old. Don't work. Like things were like you used to. They say, maybe, I don't know where you're coming from. Listen, and, and maybe there's some things that, listen, right now, maybe God's speaking, you're saying that don't even make sense. What'd he say? If I read it in the scripture and it don't make sense to me right now, listen, what do I trust? What he says. What do I look at? What the Bible says. And so he tells him this, and he's like doubting it. And so as a result of him doubting what Jesus was saying, or this messenger was saying to him, the word of God that came to him, because he doubted and but in that place, what happened to him was that he was silenced and was unable to speak, deaf and mute, until the time of the birth of John the Baptist. Now, it's wild. In the same book, in chapter 1, you see another messenger come to another person, give them another message that is even crazier than that message. Angel comes to Mary and tells a little teenage girl who had not been with a guy and tells her, listen, you are about to have Jesus, the Savior of the world. And man, as a, again, she's like, man, how can this be? I haven't been with no one or whatever, but she does this, and I love her words. She says that it's, it's, in, it's incredible. She says, whatever's going on, nevertheless, let it be according to your word. That's where you need to get to in your situation. Whatever you read in the Bible, that's for you. You need to say, whatever's going on, man, let it be according to your word. I know I see this right now, but you said that. Amen. So I'm going to trust that instead of trusting what I see right now. We can trust him at his word. So again, we see how beautiful this is that he's showing us in scripture. Listen, begin. he does this because, listen, he loves and cares for us so much. And Jesus will do what he said he will do. Amen. And so we don't have to question. We don't have to doubt it. And I know maybe some of you have been there this week. Have you ever looked at God and be like, man, I, I, I know you, God, but it's been a rough week. How are you going to do what you said you're going to do? I want to just say this, man. Well, no matter what he tells me, God, let it be according to your word. I trust you. I trust what you're saying. And it's like, wow, because they're in the middle of a storm. How many know storms don't bother Jesus? He walks in over them things, man. He walks over top of the things that they were worried about. He's laid up asleep on a pillow. And then he's, he's snoring and having a good time, relaxing and resting. So this is what I want to do. No matter what situation I'm in, I'm going to look over and see what Jesus is doing. And if Jesus is sleeping on a pillow, hand me a pillow, Jack. I'm going to lay down right now and not worry about what's going on in my situation. I'm going to trust what he says because Jesus will do what he said. Come on, he will do. Amen. He'll do exactly what he said he will do. Isaiah 55, 11 says this. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. But it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sin. And how many knows he'll do what he said he would do? Amen. Number two is this. I love it. This is so cool about Jesus. Number two is this. That Jesus cares even when we miss it. Come on, man. Jesus cares even when we miss it. You know, he cares about every situation today in our life. 
And, he, and he's even asked us to do this. He says, do this. He says, to cast all your care on me. Why? I care for you. That's why. Because he, he cares for you. I mean, he'd been preaching, been doing miracles, been doing signs and wonders, trying to take a nap, man. Come on. And he's resting, and they woke him up. And then he's like, man, I've, I've already told you what's going to happen. We're going to the other side. I've already told you. We ain't there yet. And so just trust me. I'm going to do what I said I would do. But so this is his, his reply to them. He said this, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Come on, man. You know it's frustrating him. Like, he, he picked these guys out, called them, and was like, hey, follow me. Like, they dropped nets and started following Jesus, man. They just said, all right, I'm going, I'm going to follow you. And then he gets in a boat, says some stuff to them, man, makes a promise to them. Now they're in this situation, and now they're worried. And he's like, man, here you are telling me, man, that you're fearful. Here you are. You have no faith. He didn't say this. I'm getting out of the boat. I'm going to walk on back by myself. Listen, because he could. I'm going to find me somebody else that'll trust me. He didn't do that. I love it about Jesus. This is what we know about him. He cares even when we miss it. And some of us, listen, we've just been in that place. We have missed it, man. We have struggled. We have, we have allowed struggle to come in instead of having peace in a situation. Instead of just trusting him at his word. Instead of just, if you said this, God, I'm going to stand on what you said. Listen, we've seen this. We've been there. But even when we've missed it, even in our unbelief, he responds to that and, and lets them know and shows them, listen, this has nothing over me. I love it. I love this about my God. And we see the grace of God at work in this story. And it's so beautiful. And, it, and it's so good, man. These guys miss it. You know why he, he didn't give up on them? He knew what was in them. He knew that, listen, I, I can't get out of this boat go find somebody else because, listen, these are guys who are going to raise the dead, heal the sick. They're going to do some stuff, preach the gospel. These guys are going to do the miraculous. So he did this. He stayed in this. He walked this out with them, and he let them know this. And we see Jesus again speaking in John 16, 33, red letter. He said this, these things that I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. This is what you may have in him. This is what we have. We may have peace in him. In the world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Listen, this is what this, that for us, we're going to be in situation in this world that we're in, and there's going to be troubles that come, but he's overcome it. And it's not the absence of that tribulation. It's not the absence of those problems. It's not the absence of those situations that we face. It is the presence of the person who is going with us in it, who walks with us through it. And he's saying this, that in me, no matter what you're in in this world, no matter what you're facing in tribulation, in him, you can have peace no matter what's going on. This is why, because he cares even when we miss it. Tell your neighbor, man, he cares about you. Come on, he cares about you. Hey, man, if you're watching on live stream, he cares about you. He loves you. Third and final this morning is this, and this is so cool. Again, many takeaways, but this is what I love. He showed me he's, is that we don't have to live in fear. Amen. We don't have to live in fear. I, I, I know being like on a boat in a storm, 
Could be a little, could be a little tough. I mean, is there any lot of boat people, water people who love the lake, love ocean or whatever? Uh, I love, I love kayak fishing. That's man, I love it, man. It is just so much fun, man, to get out there. And I'm on a little boat out in the big water, man, and it's just wild. If you're in those situations, the storms hit. I mean, I can see where that can mess with you a little bit. I, I remember, like for me, like the very first time that I think back to being in a boat in the water. I was, we didn't grow up uh, late people in our family. Uh, so again, I went with a buddy of mine. His name is Tommy. And I actually messaged Tommy this week when I was preparing for this message and thought about this story. And we kind of just rehashed this out, went through that and just reminisced over the story. But I went to the lake with Tommy and his family when I was just a little, little guy. I mean, we were young. We were young guys. I mean, I don't know. We were young. And we, I remember going on this trip with him. We went out, we went to Lake Jocassi. If you've ever been to Lake Jocassi, man, a beautiful lake, man, especially, man, as just a young boy there for the very first time, man, I was like, I've never seen anything this cool. It, it was awesome. And I remember we went to Lake Jocassi. We was in the big boat, their family boat. And they did this. They went out and they beached out on an island. And it was so cool. Beautiful place. And it was like they had caves. And it was, this place was cool. And, and it was like, man, this is awesome. When we hung out there, they had a great put a grill out on a little lake on the beach area, and man, we just had a blast. Well, he also took with him a little blow-up inflatable boat. Your story. I'm talking about blow up, blow this thing up. I mean, pumped up with a little air pump, blew this thing up. It had a little plastic oars with it, and we decided we was going fishing in that boat. True story. And we got out in a blow-up boat on a big old lake, and we were out fishing, having us a good time, and we had worked our way around the island out of the picture and out of the view of his parents. And everyone knows when you're on the water, a storm can hit quickly. Come up very quickly, yeah. And we was out there, man, we was fishing. We had a good time all of a sudden, man. I mean, it hit quick. The sky turned dark. Lightning began to come out. And, man, rain began to pour out. And it was just like out of nowhere. You didn't have Google on your phone and weather apps. And you don't know all this stuff back then. And so out of nowhere, this thing hit us. And that little boat that we were in is just a little bitty boy. I remember out there on that big old water, out of view of parents and out of view of everybody else, man. As that boat was being tossed, as things were getting crazy, I remember being on that boat going, dude, this is awesome. <laughs> Some of y'all thought I was going another direction, didn't you? No, I remember it was like, man, it was incredible. I was like, dude, I have been missing out on this stuff by not being a late person. And it was just awesome. And when I look back on my life, I'm thinking, man, why did that not bother me then? I didn't know I was supposed to be worried. I didn't know I was supposed to be afraid. And somehow, listen, the enemy comes in and takes us from that childlike faith that God says we're to have in him. And somehow, as we think we mature and get older and grow, I think the enemy works his way in so many times and tries to get us to doubt instead of just having a simple faith in who he is. And I can promise you, this is what we need to start doing when we're in the storm. Joy to ride, man. Say, it's hard to find ways like this, man. You got to go, to, you go to an island somewhere out in Hawaii, Pacific, dig, dig this, and just enjoy the ride, man, and just enjoy who he is. We don't have to live in this fear mindset. We don't have to live in struggle and always wondering, is it going to work out? Is it going to happen? Is it going to come together? We can have a peace in him and just simply trust who he is. But this only happens when we have our faith in the right thing. Because this is the truth about this story. Now, this is this wild that you see that, and this is how it works in a storm. The storm outside the boat is not the issue. 
It's when it comes inside there becomes a problem. That's when the water outside of you, it don't, it's when you let it in and when you allow those situations and those things to get in your mind and mess with you, when you to get, let those things get in your heart and destroy you, you have to keep those things out and keep your mind on him. But here's the significance of this story. The truth is in the story, the Bible says that the storm that was out there was coming in, in, in there where they were at. I'm like that. I was like, well, maybe God, they have a reason, right? They have a reason to, to kind of worry because verse 37, it said in our text, a great windstorm arose. The waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. That means like water's coming in around them and they have to worry now because listen, you said it, man, it's when it comes in that there has to be a problem. But here's the deal. The boat wasn't carrying them. The boat didn't make the promise to them. The boat didn't tell them, listen, we're going to the other side. Jesus did. And so, listen, you got to trust what Jesus says over what you see right now. And so, listen, when we see this, some of you right now, you're getting worried about situations in your life. It ain't the job that's carrying you. Amen. It's Jesus. It's when you put your hope in him. It's not that situation and problem right now that's carrying you. It's not your ability. It's carrying you. Jesus said, we're going to the other side. And we can trust what he says. And I know, man, there's so many areas of fear. There's so many areas and situations that the enemy loves to come in. And, man, we could just write it down. We could say it. There are the fear of loss. I mean, it's tough when you're in a place. Again, of, again, conversations this week have been confirmation of where we're at today and just, again, what God is saying. And, again, how the enemy loves to come in and work when you start thinking about loss of finances, loss of control, loss of family, or whatever it may be. But we can trust his word. Fear of failure, wondering and worrying about, listen, uh, what to do? What if I do this? Will I fail? Will I make it? No, you can trust him. Fear of rejection. Again, he's already approved of you. Said, so don't matter what anybody else thinks. And so, again, fear of all these things, fear of the unknown, fear of man, what's next? What has he said? What has Jesus spoken? And this is the truth, man. I've went to this verse this week with someone who, who the enemy was trying to come in and, and, and attack and trying to destroy their peace. We went to the word, and this is what we did, and this is what we spoke over them. And before we prayed, 2 Timothy 1, 7 says this, that for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. What has he given me? Power. What has he given me? Love. Soundness of mind. Peace is what he's given me. And if there is a spirit at work in your life of fear, if there's a spirit of work of worry and doubt that's, that's coming against the peace that did not come from God, and if it did not come from God, we don't want it. Amen. We want what he has for us. And this is what he says. Listen, that he's given us power. He's given us love. And he's given us a sound mind. And this is what he wants us to do. He just wants us to get on the boat and enjoy the ride no matter what happens. Enjoy being with him. You know, here they are worried about the storm around them and missing out with the, on the person who was in the storm with them. How many times have we done it? Listen, that we've been in situations and things have come our way and we start looking at that instead of looking over, man, and just thinking about, man, I could be resting with Jesus right now. I could be asleep on a pillow. I could be having a good time with God, just relaxing and enjoying the ride. And I'm worried and I'm doubting and I'm struggling and I'm letting these things come against my mind. 
And I love it. This story is cool, and it just keeps on. The Bible's awesome. Keep reading the Bible. I hope you don't stop. But if you'll see in Mark chapter 5, I love it because what they were trying to do, Jesus was trying to teach these disciples and let them see some things that are so important in the story. In in Mark chapter 5, we ended in chapter 4 in the opening text, and I want to end with Mark chapter 5 today as a closing text because this is what we see in Mark 5. He says that in verse 1, he says, Then they came to the other side of the sea. So I'd have, if I'd have been Jesus, I'd been like, told you. <laughs> What'd I say? You know, I mean, that, you know, he, he's Jesus and he's all shepherding and loving and spiritual like that. You know, unless he's kicking people out of the temple for doing stupid stuff. But I mean, that's another story, another message. But, but here, here it is that you've got Jesus who said, we go on to the other side. And Mark chapter 5 is like opening up first words. Then they came to the other side of the sea. I just, if I'd have been him, I'd still just got out walked on water just to show him. I, I told you. I mean, just whatever. It's Jesus. But gets to the other side. This is crucial because God was trying to get them to trust him, and Jesus is trying to show them, I have power and authority over all of it. I have power and authority over everything that you are facing today. In the natural, in the storm, in the winds and the waters of life, and in the enemy who's behind those things who is attacking you in your life because he shows them something. This story is just cool. I'm not going to read all of it because, again, I, I want you to go home and read, uh, read some of it for yourself. But I want, you to, I want to keep looking at Mark 5, verse 1. He said this, and this is so incredible. They came to the other side of the sea. It was to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. Just think about these disciples for a second, man. You know, they just got out of the storm. Just, I mean, got themselves cleaned up from fear, worried about all that stuff, got everything, and step out of the boat. And the very first thing they encounter on the other side is that someone who has come, and I'm talking about bound, messed up, out of the tombs with an unclean spirit. And he, this is what he says in verse 3, that who had his dwelling among the tombs, he was living in a dead place. How I many knows? Listen, God came to bring the dead back to life again. Listen, and that no one could bind him, not even with chains. So they physically tried to restrain this guy, and it could not keep him. Verse 4, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, neither could anyone tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. You see that? That There was no rest for this guy. He wasn't at peace. Day and night, he found himself in this area of turmoil and torture and struggle because he had not met Jesus. I'm going to stop there because I, I, I want you to read it. But just in a short summary of what happens is this. First of all, when Jesus steps up, you'll find in that story that this guy, when he, he encounters Jesus, has to bow to him and worship him, even in his state. Every, every day will bow.
Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org.